helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug, we need to start today's show with some awesome iTunes reviews. Thank you so much for everyone yes. who has submitted those and helping us grow the podcast. Doug? All right. So this first one I'm going to read says, Funny and informative, five stars, of course, by Bon Bin 11 At least that's how I'm pronouncing Not it. Not like Bomb Voyage? Uh, yeah. No, it's Bon Bin, okay. like B-E-N. I don't know, Bon Bin. I probably won't be going back to WDW for a while, and this podcast fills the void. Filled with honest reviews, funny commentary, this podcast is great for Disney fans. Thank you very much. And then one more. Great podcast, five stars as well, left by Han Solo is my hero. Oh, I like that one. That's 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 a a keeper. That is good. You win as maybe my favorite one we've had so far. Yeah, I mean, they're tired of me mispronouncing their username, so why not? All right, so glad I found this podcast. Helps fill the Disney void in between trips. Doug and Derek are so relatable for Disney-loving families like mine. Keep up the good work, guys. Well, thank you, Mr. Solo Hero. And thank you so much, everyone, who submitted those iTunes reviews and clicking that five stars for us. And, of course, thank you to all of our Patreons. If you'd like to get that bonus content, we're going to have a fun show afterwards today. So go into our show notes and click the Patreon link. But, Doug, I got to tell you, today's show I'm really looking forward to because my first job was cleaning a movie theater. Oh, you know what my first job was? I'm curious. It was a weekend, weekend janitor at the social service building. Really? I had no idea. We've been doing this yeah. for three and a half years. I didn't know what your first job was. Yeah, it uh, was cleaning up after people, and that made me respect uh, throwing things away correctly. I made minimum wage, and I found all sorts of crap, we'll say, in movie theaters from people uh, not behaving properly in movie theaters. My my job, I was fed and housed, as I was told by my father, who owned said building. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so. Well, have you ever been through the Magic Kingdom or any of the Disney parks and thought, how do they get cleaned? Who does this? Is there ever trash around? It's pretty amazing. We welcome on the show Lynn Barron and Ken Pellman, former Disney cast members, podcasters, authors, guys who have kept the kingdom clean. Welcome, guys, to the show. Thanks for having us. Hey. We are going to talk about a little of everything today, but first, give the Rope Droppers a little background on your experience with the Walt Disney Company. Well, I started at Disneyland in 1991 as a busser at the Plaza, um, so it was like Plaza Pavilion, Plaza Inn restaurants on Main Street, and then I went into custodial in 1990, so I, I quit. Well, I didn't quit, but I left Uh-oh. the company. <laughs> I was, uh, anyways, I was excused from the company for a few years. And then I went back in 1998 into custodial and stayed for almost 10 years until 2007. The word excuse sounds like a whole show episode <laughs> on its own. Just saying. Yeah, it's not, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I was one of the original Mouseketeers, and then I uh, – no, no, wait. Um, <laughs> no, I hired in in 1990, and uh, I was just nine years old. No, uh, but I, uh, I was still a teenager, and uh, I stayed until uh, 2005. I was there for 15 years and two days uh, before they said, we can't take it anymore. Get out of here. And uh, – I said, okay. And so that's it. I was in Disneyland Day Custodial sweeping with Lynn. So is that where you guys met, was working in the custodial department? Yes. Well, that's our cover story. It was, you know, <laughs> it was it was a bar, but we don't really talk about that. It's not, No, yeah, we met. Uh, we would often be foremen in uh, neighboring areas. And uh, so... That was great. We could talk about what's going on in, in the department and with our crews and our areas. And uh, we just became really good friends doing that. Awesome. That is awesome. Now, you guys have published two books, Cleaning the Kingdom and 
one subtitled Inside of the Tales of Keeping Wall's Dreams Spotless, and a new book, Night, Day, Past, and Present. So when did you guys decide during this tenure of sweeping the kingdom to write a book? So Ken and I, like Ken was saying, we worked together, um, and we used to always talk about, you know, oh, this happened or that, and, you know, we'd, and we would sort of, I don't, I was joking because I didn't think I'd ever write a book, but I think Ken was more serious, but we'd say, uh, you know, wow, we should write a book about this. Or Ken would say he wanted to write a book, but, um, then we, we did the podcast and we just, you know, we're talking a lot more, um, later on. And so we just, I just kind of said, Ken, we got to do it. And I kind of pushed him and we started to do it. Yeah. He held me at gunpoint in a cabin. <laughs> And he said, we're going to get this book done and we're going to have it ready for D23 in 2015. And, you know, and I'm like, all right. And then, you know, then we did it again. So we're, we're, we have it ready. We have the second one ready for D23 Expo 2019. That's uh, yeah. pretty exciting. You timed it for D23 and you guys are going to be at D23 signing autographs, right? Yeah, signing our selling and signing our books. That's right. And, and you don't you don't have to buy the book that day you, if you've bought it already on Amazon or whatever, or you or if you've bought it at the Candy Cane Inn on Harbor Boulevard. Uh, well, actually, if you bought it on the Candy Cane Inn, it's already autographed. But if you buy it on Amazon and bring it to us, we'll autograph it for you there too. But of course, you can pick it up at the expo. We will sign anything. Oh, well, anything. Well, uh, well my, uh, my, uh, I don't. I don't know. My wife might have something to say about that. I don't know if I can sign everything. So tell us a little bit more about the book. What can some of our listeners find when they buy it? Because I know they will want to pick this up. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's about quilting. Cool. Um, oh, wonderful. <laughs> love quilting. Twist. No. Um, well, it you know, these books are... Well, first of all, they're self-contained. So if you don't have the first one, even though you really should, the, you can get the second one and you're not going to be lost. So uh, and the chapters are self-contained, too. So it might be something that doesn't interest somebody right away. They, they want to skip ahead to something else. They can and they won't be lost. These books give you an inside look at, you know, how Disneyland has been kept clean over the years and uh some of the personalities involved in doing that. There's a lot of interesting stories that people have not read anywhere else, including stories about Walt Disney and uh, stories about a Disney legend who has a window on Main Street, Chuck Boyajian. And these are stories that nobody has printed before. So um, even if you're a diehard Disney, uh, Disneyland expert who's got a bunch of Disneyland books, you still need to get these. Otherwise, your collection is not complete. That's true. One thing. So I uh, will admit, our listeners know I do not read very well. I get about one book accomplished a year. I made it a goal to set out and get the first book read. I got to page, what did my daughter make Seven? fun of me? 20, <laughs> 20, 22, 23, the, somewhere the in that. The first book is huge. That's yeah, it's, you're holding it up right now, Doug. So it 400 is 400 and some pages of I did not read. But my daughter did. She's 13. She reads all the time. It's almost like a disease. So she gave me a rundown of what's in it. Um, but I would like to point out, as a non-reader, I enjoyed the glossary quite a bit. <laughs> the 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 glossary is pretty good i mean my children have been saying code v and code u <laughs> so my son just going to the bathroom he's like yeah it's just a code u so, <laughs> um yeah so the glossary is pretty whose idea was to put in the glossary i think it was ken yeah i probably me i didn't think you know i thought 400 pages wasn't long enough we got to add yeah. more yeah. so so the, the the, the second the second book is the second book's a little bit more compact. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, the first book because the first book was our personal memoirs, and we just we didn't know if we were going to do a second book, so we we just we put it all in the first book about our personal memoirs, and then the second book, you know, we've got all this input from other people going all the way back to the the founding of the park. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you made an attempt, but I, you know people can people can also listen to the first book on audiobook. There you I go. Yeah. I should have done that. While you're working on people's teeth, it works. It makes sense. I, I'm cleaning. 
I would have fit right <laughs> in. Yeah. I'm cleaning teeth and uh, yeah. So yeah, there's the uh, the I read the glossary. I'm gonna be honest. Good job, and Doug. I felt pretty good about that. So my my daughter, one thing she got hung up on though was the definition of a push broom. There was because you know push broom is in the definition. She didn't like that because she's a nerd. Oh, and, bro- you know, broom. Yeah, broom. broom. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Never say broom. It's a push broom. And she's like, what's a push broom? I showed her one. She still didn't care, but because she doesn't want to ever use a broom. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, she she enjoyed the book. So you, what would you say your target audience is? Thirteen year old girls, I'm sure. I, she read a John. <laughs> she went from John Green to Claudia Gray to you guys. I, I don't know how that makes you feel. O- Oprah the... Win Oprah Winfrey's my target audience. I want her to no never. Well, <laughs> yeah. I I. I it's anyone, well, basically anyone who's a fan of theme parks or Disneyland in particular, uh, or anyone who has ever worked with a mop or a broom. <laughs> you know, if, if you've ever worked with a mop or a broom, you're going to relate to this. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I need to just read the next 420 pages and do it. And then let me borrow the book or I'll have to get my own. No worries. Yeah. Well, Derek, I say let's, let's get into what the people really want to hear. The here, weird like, stuff. Yeah. The uh, the stuff that's the type of thing that you slow down as you walk past to look at. Like, what is the most bizarre sort of things that you saw or had to deal with in your time at Disneyland? Uh, well, there's, hmm. these, there's these things they let in the park every once in a while that are kind of weird and mysterious. And I think they're called guests. Mm. Rope droppers, them too? Okay. I mean, there's the thing is, there's just so many. There's 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 a bunch of critters living in the park. Everybody knows about the cats by mm-hmm. now. Yeah, you know. But there's also people don't know about the for, the supposedly extinct species that live in the park. Crawdads. And there's possum, possums, oh. crawdads. Yeah, there's turtles. There's uh, there's Frogs, just all yeah. kinds of critters. Yes. Wow. Like and a so, mystery. So, so you know, I'll be going through a like I would be going through a flower bed at night trying to clear out the landscaping area of any trash and then all of a sudden there would be something moving you know and it's like what is that that's a that's a weird looking rat and it's like oh it's a it's a baby possum okay that that makes nope, sense. nope i'm good i'm yeah. out <laughs> fun yeah it's like thank you for giving me the bubonic plague thank you yeah. <laughs> my daughter said something about a story about the liberty bell and uh, a case of diarrhea. Oh, you're, tra- you're talking about the Mark Twain River. Or the Mark Twain. Yeah, see, I'm going off what a 13-year-old told me here. Oh, so man. what? what is that about? She just gave me hints. I was ask. like, okay, okay. So if anyone's – I hope nobody's eating right now. But, Perfect. Um, our, yeah. We do give warning in our books before – you're going to read something gross. Like the first book, we put it all in chapter five. So we refer to chapter five stories. Sure. And and one of the worst ones I ever had was some poor lady in shorts uh, was up on the upper deck of the Mark Twain and she apparently had diarrhea and she, oh. you know, and she walked, you know, around and down the steps and her, she must've gotten some on her hands and it was on the wire mesh around the boiler area. I mean, just all over the place. You know, that was probably the worst I had. I took a guy on my crew with me uh, to help out on this. And he's just like, you know, gagging. And I'm like, come on, you got to breathe through your mouth. You got to breathe. You know, we know we know how to do this. You know, (laughs) you just got to we got used to these sorts of things. And that but that was just like one of the worst. And the poor lady, you know, first aid came to get her. And, yeah, it was (laughs) she probably was terribly embarrassed and um I you know I I hope she was able to recover and have a a good rest of her visit visit you know <laughs> it can only get better from there yeah, that's yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> so I'm amazed at how clean every time I go to any of the parks it is and so how big of a push to make sure there's no trash on the ground that uh, you guys are going above and beyond is there from like management and Disney. Well, right from the beginning, they kind of stress on how important it is to keep up the legacy that, you know, like Walt, how important it was that Walt wanted a park to be clean and the history behind how he didn't want it to be like an amusement park, 
of the of that day where they weren't very clean. Um, so right then in training, they really uh, tell you about that. And then they also have a thing called a 15-minute round where you're, you're assigned area that you're given. Uh, you're supposed to have gone through that whole area within 15, every 15 minutes. You So if there's a spill, it will get taken care of at least within 15 minutes of that time. And that was kind of one of the things that, that surprised me that – uh, made sense too at the same time and how how it was kept so clean. So you wouldn't just have people randomly walking around. Um, it was very organized in the areas. Did that type of structure and stuff change a lot in the time you guys were there? It it pretty much stayed pretty similar from what I was told until yeah, after yeah. we left, and then and then probably more recently, um, the last two to five years they've really changed a lot and we talk about all those changes that have taken place since we've left in the new book right 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 because we left it i mean because lynn left in 2007 so a lot has changed in in that time and so we want to catch people up because we go into such detail in the first book about how we did things that we wanted to note the changes in the second book does it change for the better or for the worse? Or basically because you guys aren't there, it's just not nearly as good, right? Yeah, missing you guys. <laughs> that's, that's right. Without us there, mm-hmm. the whole thing has gone There's down the trash track. everywhere. Well, I think <laughs> I think they, they might have gotten rid of the 15-minute yeah. rounds. They, they basically, there's oh. more, there's, they divided, they created more areas. So um, there's probably more a foreman or they call them lead to, to be, to be gender neutral leads. Um, so there's probably more of them. And of course, when you add galaxy's edge, that's a whole nother addition to the park that wasn't a guest area before. So now you have additional staff for that. Um, and you know, they've had to deal with crowds since we left that we really, didn't have to deal with on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, there used to be really defined off seasons, you know, the summer would get really busy and, and the two weeks of the hol- winter holidays get really busy and a couple weeks of spring break. But now, I mean, you know, for many, many years since we left, it was busy a lot more, you know, more, uh, more operating hours, more crowds. So that was more to deal with. Yeah, it definitely doesn't open at 10 and close at 6 anymore, does it? No. no. <laughs> Clean 24-7 almost. Well, there, it, is, it is. It is 24 I mean, it's the, the, the sun never sets on Disney Custodial. I mean, it's uh, there are people in Custodial who are there around the clock. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, you know, the most important machine in the office is the coffee machine. Uh, <laughs> you know, because you have, of course, third shift coming on around midnight every night you know and so there's just people there all the time working to keep the place clean hopefully they have better than joffrey's coffee we've talked about that in the show before <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no it's full. <folded. laughs> I, I do have a question i'm curious because when i'm at the parks i i look around for what cast members are, are doing what jobs so do the custodial services have different um gear or clothes maybe a galaxy's edge they're going to dress more like they would be there and uh, or they dress completely different i'm always looking out for you guys generally everyone was in white with uh you know with the burgundy pouch but before that it was a teal color but they did kind of change it up a little bit when i first started in if you were working in tomorrowland you'd have everyone had the teal belts and pouches and hats and then if you worked in tomorrowland you had the burgundy but then it kind of everyone just switched over to the burgundy pouches and uh, the pouches what they wear on the yeah, side and, and that he, kept all the supplies yeah. in and stuff. Little kangaroo, little kangaroos were living in there. Yeah. Uh, no, but the uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you know, custodial has uh, specific land costumes for that. Um, we when Toontown was first opened to Tunes for the first few years. We would have uh, a specific vest and a bow tie, and we had the option of wearing a cap. But other than that, yeah, it was just custodial whites uh, everywhere. Bussers, on the other hand, which 
Bussing, we go into that. We go into this in the second book. Bussing used to be part of custodial, at, le- at least for the uh, the restaurants that had the outdoor patios and stuff like that. Um, and and they would be speci- they would have costumes specific to their location, but the sweepers we had it easier in the sense that it was just the same costume day in and day out. Sure. See, I noticed something at Disneyland Paris that the VIP tour guides and custodial wore the same vest. <laughs> That's yeah. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Disneyland Probably. Paris is confusing. Just how how that. long ago was that? uh july okay so it's well they're probably using the same subcontractor interesting because disneyland paris i don't think has followed tradition in terms of having an in-house team they started out with an in-house team but as i understand it now they are they are subcontracting it out yeah it was kind of funny our kids were like oh look a vip tour oh He's uh, it's, they're getting the trash. That yeah, was like okay. There's no Mickey bars there. It's not a real park. But anyway, I digress. All right. Speaking of trash, I gotta know how much trash is actually thrown away at the. Do I even want to know how much is thrown away at the Disney parks? Where does it go? The average guest produces about a pound of trash. Mm-hmm. So if you've got fifty thousand guests and for wow, the day, it's, wow. it's fifty thousand pounds of trash. Now, uh, you know, we did have some sorting of recycling materials and uh, and all of that, but um, I think they just go and just drive it straight to the beach and dump it in the ocean. No, they don't do that. Um, <laughs> but they, they do work that out with, like, the city of Anaheim and uh, the trash haulers and all that sort of thing. That's a lot of trash. That's a lot of trash. It, it of is. Trash. It is. It's... Well, an average of a pound per guest, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. Totally different question here. Um, Who was the most famous person you saw, or, like, the biggest star type of thing that you saw that you remember? Um, I saw Michael Jackson, but it was just in, you know, in passing. Um, uh, We saw a lot when we were there. We just never really had... Uh, a chance to really talk to them unless they had approached us. But um, I didn't really have a conversation with anyone except just seeing them pass by or, you know, in close to where I was walking. But Yeah, we, we, we list a bunch of those in the first book. And, and when in, I, too, I ended up like about two feet away from Michael Jackson. The only thing keeping me from hitting Michael Jackson uh, with, with the crowd pushing me towards him was that one of the the park executives was sandwiched between us. So that was, that was entirely comfortable. Um, Sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, there's been, um, I mean, I've, I've, it's hard to remember, like, some of the bigger ones were ones I saw as a guest, <laughs> you know, like President Reagan, you know, um, but uh, as a cast member, yeah, they would sometimes come through the backstage area and, uh, you know, we weren't supposed to bother them. Um, there is a there is a uh, somebody we worked with is a huge Johnny Depp fan. And she was responsible for keeping the uh, the, the area above Pirates of the Caribbean clean. It's, you know, it, it wasn't uh, the Disney Gallery anymore. It was uh, the Dream Suite for a while, and mm-hmm. and he went in there. Uh, Johnny Depp went up there to change it into his character because uh, he was going to go lurk on Pirates of the Caribbean as Jack Sparrow, and of course our friend, who's this <laughs> like the, probably his biggest fan of working at Disneyland, you know, and there he is, and she's like, oh my gosh, and she, you know, she just took a bunch of pictures with him, and uh, as as somebody else said that she just floated out of work that day. So you just never know because the rich and famous do come to play at the parks, you know, that's pretty cool. Even though you guys are no longer uh, working for Disney, how often are you guys getting to the parks? Uh, I go with my family. We probably go at least twice a year, sometimes a little bit more. Um, Ken more recently, you've been what twice in the last year. Yeah, yeah. I I live too far away. I live in Ana- <laughs> I, I live in Anaheim. Oh yeah, way so. too far. Yeah. 
Have you but, guys checked uh, out so, Galaxy's Edge? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Man, and did I, you I, like I, it? Yeah. I thought, <laughs> I thought Smuggler's Run, I thought the, the queue area gave a really nice view of the backstage. So um, the <laughs> I'm just I was just amazed because the, the land is so deep. They put all this work into it. And then mm-hmm. the extent the extended queue goes backstage, and I'm like, really? Like you guys couldn't put up some curtains here, or He's something? never done that before. Used a backstage that I that I know of for an extended queue. Yeah, right. It, right. it's like what? It's, I mean, I, <laughs> why? Why did you guys? You know, why is operations doing this? I thought, well, you know, and I understand they want that backstage area to eventually become something else, but. You can't have the line out in the area more. I mean, yeah. or, or or put up some drapes or whatever. But other than that, was my one gripe. Of course, I didn't spend a lot of time there because I was just escorting my son around, and you know, we just I, I just wanted to do whatever he wanted to do, and I wasn't about to tell him that he could build his own lightsaber for two hundred bucks. Yeah, don't tell no. him that mystery because, because then, we don't we don't know what's in there. We don't know what's in there because I definitely would have been out four hundred bucks by then. But you know. Um, <laughs> So, but we did, we did Smuggler's Run, you know, we did that, and that was great. It's amazing. This great detail they put into it, and and I thought Smuggler's Run was was good. I still think that Star Tours is better, but maybe it's not not made for me. Maybe it's not made for our generation. It, it to me, it it was too interactive to to be. It just became kind of distracting, where. You're given these different assignments. I'm sure you've heard all about, but mm-hmm. you, it just, I just felt like I was concentrating too much on what I was supposed to be doing, and I, I can't even tell you what I, what I saw on the screen because I was <laughs> looking at the button the whole time. So I don't, busy I don't shooting know. stuff, or right. So yeah. maybe someone that's more into gaming or a younger generation where they're used to multitasking with screens and buttons, or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that sounds about right. Sounds yeah, about Doug, right, you did huh? it nine times, so you got it. Yeah, I, I never got the extended queue though when we went. We were we were there oh. when the, it was actually empty. Unlike now, where they say it's still empty, but it's not. It's not. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not empty, folks. But I mean, I mean, Rise of the Resistance should be really good. I know. I, yeah. yeah, that we'll that see. should that should be amazing. From what we hear, right? It should. Word uh, on the street. Yeah, so I'm, it lives I'm up to to what they what they're saying. It's got be, a lot of hype going. I'll be looking for that extended queue in a couple weeks here when I'm at uh, Walt Disney World on opening day. Oh great! Yeah, that that extended queue is just gonna go back to the boardwalk there. Pretty much at yeah, that line. <laughs> I already know. I did get my Olga's reservation, so I'm excited for that. Oh cool! Yeah, yeah that was a win. That was just on the internet at the right I, time. But I but for some reason I did not grab those uh, Star Wars lightsaber reservations, even though there are some available. It's because you can't just build one. No, if you have I have one three lightsaber, kids. Who do you fight? That's true. Yeah, I'm not spending four hundred dollars. That seems like a ridiculous price point. But uh, that that is one thing I don't think you're ever going to be able to see cleaned up in the in any any theme park is leftover lightsaber parts. You're never going to be like, oh, Chantorio yeah. picking up this and and throwing it away. No. <laughs> well, people people do drop popcorn kernels, and those are probably what like a buck a piece. That's you know? true. <laughs> so let's talk a couple things. What are some of the weirdest things? Let's not a uh, little, little prelude to some of the things you talk about in the book, maybe to get people interested. But what are some of the weirdest things you guys have seen? Uh, seen? Seen? Oh, just... or, yeah. Or even, I mean, you could hear from other coworkers even back in the day. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I have, a, I, I tell a ghost story that I tell in our book and, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not a full believer of ghosts, but it, it, it does make me wonder what what i did see after talking to other people that are into that sort of stuff um they claim that i did talk to a ghost but i i don't know <laughs> you you spoke to a ghost like Man, where, i've seen youtube where, when, i've how, seen what? youtube videos of ghosts in the in the uh disneyland so yeah it could be I don't know. Do you want me to tell it? Absolutely. You can't start something like that and not finish. <laughs> you can't okay. be a tease. Don't be a tease, Lynn. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, so if you're familiar with the park. Okay, so let me set the scene. So it was the park had just closed probably an hour or so. This was on a weeknight. The park closed at 
um, eight o'clock. I was off at nine thirty. I was walking across the hub. They announced on the radio that the park was clear of all day guests. And it was, I was running behind. So it was actually, I should have been at the office by nine 15, but it was, um, or nine 10, but it was, it was probably right around nine 30. And I was walking across the hub in front of the castle and I got right into the entrance of Tomorrowland. I was, um, going to head backstage to the area that's uh, in between star tours and the Plaza Inn restrooms. And, um, all of a sudden, these two women walk up to me. It's like a, one was maybe like a teenager and the other was probably a woman in her 40s. And they had these Victorian dresses on and hats. And uh, the girl was carrying a balloon that was just a plain Mickey ear-shaped like red or blue balloon that had Disneyland stamped on it. And I hadn't seen something that plain because they've, they've been more extravagant over the years more recently. And... And she asked me in an English voice, can you find a, where's the nearest eatery or a restaurant? You know, and I, and I said, what? I was like, just what in the heck's going on? Because I said, well, the park has been closed for a while. You probably need to exit down Main Street. And I pointed down Main Street and this, and she was very polite. Oh, we're very sorry. To, you know, um, yes, we will. And I said, yeah, uh, just head down Main Street and security will ask you, escort you out. I'm sure they're down there. And just as they turned to go towards down Main Street, I looked to my left towards the Matterhorn, and there was a security guard. I waved him down, and he ran up, and I said, told him what happened. And uh, he said he didn't see him, but I said, well, they were just right here, literally, you know, 20 seconds ago. So he said, you go backstage, I'll go down Main Street, and he checked in all the shops. I went through the back area. We got to the end, and he couldn't find them. So, you know, some people go, well, you know, maybe they slipped out or something. So that's fine. I, I went home and I thought, wow, that was weird, but whatever. And then a few months later, I was talking to some other Custodio cast members that there's a woman there that was really into ghosts and those sort of spiritual things. And she would, she would, we were all kind of telling stories and she was, um, telling some stories about some other restrooms that voices and things she's heard and saw. And I told her about mine, and she said, you talk to the ghosts. And I said, what? And she said, yeah. they. I always go in the Plaza Inn restroom, which was right near where I was, at night, and I'll hear these English women's voices. But I never see them when I go in. I'll just hear them, and then they stop. And she goes, you actually talk to them. And I'm like, what? You know. So that's kind of my story. But um, I've had other like ghost experts, they say they are. Um, that that have written books on Disneyland ghosts and those sort of things, and had told me that they had heard other stories uh, from other former cast members or cast members um, with similar s- stories, seeing those similar women. So I don't know, you know, believe what you want. I got, but... I got chills. <laughs> there, are, they, are, are they multiple? Are your chills multiplying a little yeah. bit? <laughs> <laughs> Doug, we need to get one of those ghosts uh, on the show. I don't know how to reach out to them. Um, yeah. I guess after close at the <laughs> plaza in bathrooms, I'm not going to sleep tonight, Derek. Now that's. Uh... <laughs> oh. I mean, the yep. Haunted Mansion, they come tag along with you. So this is uh, legit. This next... is. Yeah. How the Imagineers do that? So it made me wonder, though, that, okay, if this, if they really were from, uh, you know, somewhere beyond, um, were they there before Disneyland was built? Oh. Were they former cast members that that worked at the Plaza Inn? Because I've seen costumes from the Main Street costumes that look similar to that um, I've seen in pictures. So I, I don't know. Yeah, wow. Oh, there's officially our first ghost story on Rope Drop Radio, Derek. Yeah, three and a half years. We got to save that one for October, but no, I like it. That's it. Well, Mickey's Not So Scary does start in August, so we're good. Yeah. Wow, yeah. It's, that, it's it's Halloween time. I, I love right it. on time, guys. Thanks. Wow. So yeah, now well. that you got me uh, curious, I guess I, we need to go ghost hunting at the Disney parks. That's for sure. But uh, I'll pass. You'll pass. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a, an interesting thing to see. I was thinking like you'd see. So we had uh, what the stroller team on from uh, Kingdom Strollers. They found like a hand in one of their strollers, which is one of the best <laughs> things 
ever that we've ever give heard. A, give me a hand. Here yes. You go. <laughs> Did you guys ever find anything like limbs or besides like the sunglasses and cell phones, anything and really retainers. weird? Retain- oh, yeah, I'm sure they get a lot of that. What are some of the weird objects you may have found in the parks that the ghosts were trying to keep for themselves? <laughs> I don't. I didn't find anything weird. Just normal stuff like wallets, cameras, hats. Um, oh, the good stuff. Oh yeah, the yeah. wallets, and they were not missing all the money. I got it. Yeah, yeah. luckily. <laughs> oh, we we've had people work with us who who found maybe four figures in cash. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah. So you just you just never know. You know, there's anything that you can find, you will find there. You know. Black Widow spiders, those are fun to find. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Disneyland's sounding more and more frightening every every time. <laughs> and I was worried well, about I, alligators and a Disney see, I, World there. Yeah, I think you'll be okay if, as long as you stay out of Toontown. It gets pretty rough up there. Yeah, I don't venture back there. There's too many brawls going on now. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. So what was uh, some of your favorite memories of your time as a cast member, like any interaction with guests or interaction with uh, coworkers or anything like that? I think one of the things that stands out to me was when we at, at night, sometimes this didn't happen a lot, but it was, it was rare. We would get our stuff done early. And if we had a lead or, or if I wanted to take my crew, we would actually walk through some of the attractions at night. And I had always said, well, if someone sees us in here, we'll just say, well, we're cleaning. So Ooh, I like um, it. we had got to walk through Haunted Mansion, some of the dark rides in Fantasyland. Um, so I, that was always fun because you get to see some of the effects up close. And you'd be actually be really surprised, which I find interesting. Some of the people might say, oh, it ruins the magic. But I just was really surprised on how, I don't want to use the word rinky dink, but really a lot of it was simple, it was simple, simple. Yeah. Smoke yeah. and mirrors. That's all it is. Right. It's really cool though. What they do and how easy they were able to come up with those effects. I'm surprised you didn't see some more ghosts during that time. No kidding. No. <laughs> there, there's been, a, there's so many. One, uh, one that sticks out was being able to spend a week inside. It's actually, four 10-hour shifts, so it's a week's worth of work. Inside Space Mountain, um, we were degreasing the track and dusting. And when I say dusting, we <laughs> we had these, you know, face masks, and we uh, they had to be airtight, and we used air hoses uh, that we hooked into the, the track because the track actually has uh, air running through it. Um, and we, we started at the top and blew all of this dust from the top, uh, you know, this is in, on the inside, all the way down to the bottom. I mean, you talk about dust bunnies. These are like dust elephants. Uh, <laughs> but we spent a week doing that and just, you know, getting to uh, work on that attraction up close and personal. Um, and that was, you know, that's just one of many, many examples of uh, – uh, something I, I got to do um, checking on Michael Eisner's trailer. I got to do that, you know, <laughs> nice <laughs> stuff like that. I'm all, there's just all kinds of little things we got to do. All the blueprints of his takeover ideas. Got it. Yep. And you're going through all those. He had, this was after his heart attack. So he had all healthy food in there in that trailer. I mean, it was all, there was nothing uh, fattening or it was all fruit and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Who wants suppose. to live their life like that? <laughs> he he consoles himself with his his uh, many millions of dollars. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing fine. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I think it is time for the lightning lightning round. round. We're not going to get right. struck, are we? You Hopefully might. not. There is uh, a sound we, effect. We do uh, keep score, although it's really not judged, and the points mean nothing. All right, so uh, you choose your favorite Disney or Pixar or however else uh, you need to answer it under the Disney umbrella, and we'll just go through these. And uh, if you feel like you have to justify your answer, well, go ahead, but usually that means your answer is wrong. All right, are you ready? Sure. Okay. All right, favorite Disney movie? I really, really, really like... Well, I'll have to... Okay, 
Okay, I'm sorry. This can't be a lightning wrong. round. It's wrong. It's <laughs> wrong. Good this, start. This can't be a lightning round, but I'll say the happiest millionaire. Okay, that's a new one. That's, I'm, I'll, 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 exp- I'll explain at the, okay. end of the, at the end of the lightning round. I'll explain. Okay. So there's a, there, there's a little teaser there, okay? Oh, Ooh, I teaser. like teaser. All right. All right. And what about you, Lynn? What about you? Uh, let's say Mary Poppins. Good choice. Uh, yeah. We hear that one frequently. Yep. So. Yeah. All right. Favorite Disney character? Jack Skellington. Is that a Disney character? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like mm, for me, I'll have to say Ariel. Choices, That's my daughter. There you go. All right, favorite Disney villain, Professor Dark. Ooh. That's from some. Okay. That's from something Wicked This Way Comes. Mm, okay. I, I did my th- I did my thesis project on that. So anyway. All right. Villain. I don't know. That's a good one. We only ask the good ones. <laughs> uh wow. Uh, I don't know. Pass. <laughs> pass. And our first pass. Right? Yeah, we've never had that. That's amazing. I didn't know that was an option. Didn't know. I, didn't I know. made it up. There's a bad oh, guy somewhere. All right, there we go. All right, favorite classic attraction. You define classic. So I have to name an attraction and to define if it's why. It's no, called. no, no, just like, classic. I mean, we've heard people call rock and roller coaster classic. Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Yep. The original. So I used to say, <laughs> wrong, I know it's wrong. Um, I used to say Pirates of Caribbean, but I'm not real happy with some of the changes. So I'm going to, I almost started going up to my second, which is now almost my first, is Haunted Mansion. Both good right. answers. I yes. agree with those. Right. Now yeah. we're going to go favorite modern attraction. I don't know, where, where does mar- modern start? You, like, well, you, ever, just, you define sorry. it. Whatever we have different age demographics this, we, on this show. Had, supposed to be lightning round. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout. There you go. That's, That's very modern. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Soren. Which which version? Uh, the original. Right. Good choice. Yeah. That's correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Favorite Disney park? Disneyland. Oh, I'd have to go with I'd have to go with the original Epcot Center. Ooh, Ooh. good one. Nice. We do hear that a lot. Yes. All right. Favorite rope drop attraction. So what you doing first thing? Indy. Indiana Jones adventure. I've done yeah. that first. I've rope drop Indy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Space Mountain. Yeah. Nice. All right. Favorite quick service dining. Rancho <laughs> Rancho del Zocalo. Whitewater snacks. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Whitewater snacks is at the Grand Californian, right? Yes. Does yes. it count? Yes. Yep. I, that's my favorite Disneyland too. So yeah, I li- I don't know what it is about that, but I like it. All right. Favorite table service dining. I, I well for me it's uh, uh used to be Acker shows at Epcot until they ruined it with the princesses. Um, Wait, that's uh, ruining it. <laughs> uh, Ohana out uh, mm. the Polynesian. Oh, good choice. Yeah, Ken, you're you're our type of guy there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never did any table service when I was at Disney World, so I have what? to Disney. Did, did you really go to Disney World then? That's yeah. That's the well, question. I guess that's not. like yeah. the whole reason I even go out there. <laughs> that to... that uh, really is the dining is that's Disney World. So okay. You, Disneyland has table service restaurants, so we're good. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think like Blue Bayou, but no, it's not my favorite. I like the environment, but the food's not the best. Um, Cafe <laughs> Cafe Orleans. Oh, that's a good one. There we go. Yeah. All right. Um, favorite Disney snack. I like churros. I like churros at, from a custodial perspective because they don't make much of a mess. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> cinnamon's not as hard to doesn't make as big a mess when on the cement right correct all right bang, bangle barbecue Ooh, i it's love snack, that place right? well yeah. i mean they got a lot meat on a stick meat on a stick is a yeah. snack yeah definitely favorite disney drink uh <laughs> mint, mint julep in new orleans square i agree mint julep yeah all right, now for the the mystery question that I did not give you in advance. Favorite Disney smell? 
That's a new one, Doug. This is the first that time we've asked one. that. Well, you know, I was thinking they probably had lots my, of different my, 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 The diarrhea lady. Best smell ever. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite Disney smell is what I call fresh Imagineering. And I think it's the smell of concrete and paint. <laughs> oh, I like nice. it. I get that. Nice. Derek, I would guess yours is uh, Pirate of the Caribbean water. That, it is. So, I was thinking is that. that it? You got it. Nailed yeah. it. All right. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that too because right when you walk in that those the doors there as you enter, you just you know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. Excellent choice. All right, so last question is a Disney bucket list trip. What would you do? Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, probably uh, probably Paris. I I took French and and you know in school and. Plus, it's it's Tony Tony's Park, you know, mm-hmm. Tony Baxter, and all that. So yeah, the details are amazing. So all right, and that is the lightning, the lightning round. round. I, I, I've got to explain to oh, you. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Why why the happiest millionaire? There was a little girl who got very very sick when she was nine years old, and nobody knew what was going on. She was losing all her energy and her muscle coordination, and everyone figured she was going to die. She did not know. Oh, she lost her speech, too, uh, her ability to speak. And she did not know if she's going to wake up when she went to sleep. So she had a tough time falling asleep, but of course she needed sleep for her health. So her slightly younger sister would sing. They would watch The Happiest Millionaire, and her slightly younger sister would sing her to sleep with fortuosity. And the little girl would go to sleep to that uh, because it helped her. And eventually she recovered mostly, uh, grew up, went to college, became a nurse like her mother before her to work in pediatrics. And then she married me. Oh, wow. Well, man, we had whole spectrums of stories today, Derek. That was emotional. I got I have yeah. feels right and, now. And, and and I got to tell Richard Sherman that story and thank him personally. Wow. I'm I'm guessing he wrote the song, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm not that up on Happiest Millionaire. Now I'm going to have to go watch it. I am as well. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah. All right. That's There's on the list. For, fortuosity. It's uh, fortuosity. do your do your best and leave the rest to fortuosity. Okay. All right. And that is the lightning, lightning round. round. Thank you guys so much. Why don't you take a minute and uh, tell everyone where they can find you? So we have a podcast called The Sweep Spot. That's sweep like you're sweeping your floor. And you can find our podcast uh, You know anywhere you find podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Um, we have a website, thesweepspot.com, and you can find all our information on there, including um, how to purchase our books. Um, you can get both of our books on Amazon. We have the first book on um, Kindle, audiobook, and paperback. And this, the newest book we have on Kindle and paperback and audio we hope to have within the next year. Do you need nice. Doug to voice the audio for the book? I'm available. <laughs> we can Possibly. do it. Possibly. <laughs> awesome. do, you, do you guys read it? Or do you have somebody else do it? Ken, Ken read the first okay. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I need to check that out. I could I could uh, listen to that as I drift off and, and have Ken in my dreams talking about <laughs> diarrhea and uh, famous people. That's what, yeah, and ghosts and everything. Uh, I, I like don't, it. Hopefully not the ghosts. Are the ghosts in the book? <laughs> oh, see now i'm not gonna sleep again oh, love it well thank you guys so much for being on rope drop radio and we'll for sure get links to everything in the show notes your website and where to follow you and of course doug is going to go on to amazon set up some links for your books and we'll put those on our website mm-hmm. and on social media as well so we'll definitely help push that And honestly, thank you guys so much for being on. It's really eye-opening as someone who cleaned movie theaters and and just to know that it's like that times 100 cleaning uh, Disney. Yeah, 100,000. I I don't know. I clean. We both have cleaned up a lot of popcorn. That's all I know. (laughs) Yeah. Popcorn, pretzels, nachos. It's the same. 
some of our our coworkers did get sent to El Capitan to do big events there. So uh, that, that you know that's Disney's movie theater. So they would they would end up doing theater cleanups there. So yeah, both get really sticky. Yeah. <laughs> But one has more diarrhea than the other. That is what I've learned today. People, it's, <laughs> I'm not the only one that gets diarrhea. No, I'm kidding. I haven't had diarrhea at, at any of the parks, thankfully. Uh, and hopefully While never. trapped on a boat? That's true, yes. Hopefully never with you, Doug. Hopefully that never hopefully happens on one of our is. trips. Uh, but honestly, listeners, take a moment and listen to their podcast. It's really great. I love checking out. So you guys have done it since, what, 2011? That's right, yeah. We're up to episode we're recording episode 266 this week. Well, congratulations on yeah. having a podcast yeah. go on that long. Is is us who've half that time. That's pretty amazing. And I love listening to your show. It's really great. You have a lot of awesome guests. So definitely, listeners, that is another one to put onto your uh, bucket list to make sure you download those. Don't stop listening to us, but listen to them as well. Yeah, yeah. I listen to about. 12 or more different podcasts. You can't get enough Disney podcasts. That's what I know for sure. And be sure to get these books and go out to D23 and get them autographed uh, because that's the best way to do it because that's what... Doug, you need to do that now. Get your book autographed. I'm not going to be at D23. You should make make it happen or just... Make make a pilgrimage. I like it. I got too many many, uh, things planned. You got to clean teeth. I get it. Yeah, clean teeth. All right, guys. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. And if you'd like to book a magical Disney vacation to Disneyland or Disney World or anywhere else, you need to book with the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She is the sponsor of the show and is amazing. We'll take care of all of your travel for you. And so her email will be in the show notes. But that is all the time that we have. Be sure to follow us at Rope Drop Radio. Subscribe. Go to our website, www.ropedroppers.com and become a Patreon for the after show that we're about to record. So our friends at The Sweep Spot and Doug and myself, Derek, you've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.